Today is November the 6th. Today, we see a new community. Today, as we read through the Bible in a year, I'd like you to read Acts chapters 3 to 5. Now, in Acts chapter 2, at the very end of chapter 2, and again at the end of chapter 4, we have a new community being described. Uh, This community has come together. They are now Jesus followers. It looks very much like a good, wholesome Jewish community in which people care for each other. uh, They eat together frequently. um, They provide for each other's needs. They study together, they worship together, uh, they uh, praise God uh, together. Uh, In Acts chapter 3, we have evangelism. Peter and John go to the temple, they see a lame man. Uh, The lame man, they heal, and then Peter preaches a sermon. In Acts 4 verse 4, it says there are now 5,000 believers. With the 500 that existed at the end of Jesus' ministry, plus 3,000 that came to the Lord during Peter's first sermon in Acts 2. That means another 1,500 people have come to the Lord uh, because of Peter's uh, sermon in Acts chapter 3. In Acts chapter 4, we have opposition. Peter and John are brought before the council The council warns them, tells them, stop preaching in Jesus' name. Peter and John say, can't do that. (laughs) Um, By uh, the end of chapter 3, 4, the disciples all come together, the believers come together, and they pray in chapter 4, verse 29. They pray for great boldness in preaching your word. Two verses later, Acts 31. After the prayer, the meeting place shook. The Holy Spirit descended again, and they preached the word with great boldness. Their prayers were answered. In Acts chapter 5, we have opposition again. First, we have opposition from inside. When uh, two members of the community lie in order to increase their own prestige. At the end of chapter 5, we have external opposition. They are again brought before the high council, questioned, and this time actually flogged. Um, But at the end of chapter 5, it didn't deter them. They continued every day in the temple, and they went from house to house, teaching and preaching the message that Jesus is the Messiah. Enjoy today as we read Acts 3 to 5. Acts 3 through 5, New Living Translation, Acts 3. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, 
the one called the Beautiful Gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, Look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. As he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then, walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. When they realized he was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. They all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colonnade, where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. Peter saw his opportunity and addressed the crowd. People of Israel, he said, what is so surprising about this? And why stare at us as though we had made this man walk by our own godliness? For it is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of all creation, who has brought glory to his servant Jesus by doing this. This is the same Jesus whom you handed over and rejected before Pilate, despite Pilate's decision to release him. You rejected his holy, righteous one, and instead demanded the release of a murderer. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead, and we are witnesses of this fact. Through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed, and you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name healed him before your very eyes. Friends, I realize what you and your leaders did to Jesus was done in ignorance, but God was fulfilling what all the prophets had foretold about the Messiah, that he must suffer these things. Now repent of your sins and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped away. Then ten times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord, and he will again send you Jesus, your appointed Messiah." for he must remain in heaven until the time of the final restoration of all things, as God promised long ago through his holy prophets. Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up a prophet like me from among your own people. Listen carefully to everything he tells you. Then Moses said, Anyone who will not listen to that prophet will become completely cut off from God's people. Starting with Samuel, every prophet spoke about what is happening today. You are the children of those prophets, and you are included in the covenant God promised to your ancestors. For God said to Abraham, Through your descendants all the families on earth will be blessed. When God raised up his servant, Jesus, he sent him first to you, people of Israel, to bless you by turning each of you back from your sinful ways. Acts 4 while Peter and John were speaking to the people, they were confronted by the priest, the captain of the temple guard, and some Sadducees. These leaders were disturbed by Peter and John teaching people that through Jesus there is a resurrection of the dead. They arrested them, and, since it was already evening, put them in jail until morning. But many of the people who heard their message believed it. So the number of men who believed now totaled about five thousand. The next day the council of all the rulers and elders and teachers of religious law met in Jerusalem. Annas the high priest was there, along with Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and other relatives of the high priest. They brought in the two disciples and demanded, By what power or in whose name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, 
rulers and elders of our people, we are being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man. Do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, the man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures, where it says, The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see they were ordinary men with no special training in scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been seen with Jesus. But since they could not see the man who had been healed standing right there among them, there was nothing the council could say. So they ordered Peter and John out of the council chamber and conferred among themselves. What should we do with these men? They asked each other. We can't deny that they have performed a miraculous sign and everybody in Jerusalem knows about it. But to keep them from spreading their propaganda any further, we must warn them not to speak to anyone in Jesus' name again. So they called the apostles back in and commanded them never to again speak or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? We cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. The council then threatened them further, but they finally let them go because they did not know how to punish them without starting a riot. For everyone was praising God for this miraculous sign, the healing of a man who had been lame for more than forty years. As soon as they were freed, Peter and John returned to the other believers and told them what the leading priests and elders had said. When they heard the report, all the believers lifted their voices together in prayer to God, O Sovereign Lord, Creator of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. You spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant, saying, Why are the nations so angry? Why do they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepare for battle. The rulers gather together against the Lord and against his Messiah. In fact, this has happened here in this very city. For Herod Antipas, Pontius Pilate the governor, the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were all united against Jesus, our holy servant, whom you anointed. But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. And now, O Lord, hear their threats, and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus." After this prayer, the meeting place shook, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. All the believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt that what they had owned was not their own. So they shared everything they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's great blessing was upon them all. There were no needy people among them, because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. For instance, there was Joseph, the one of the apostles nicknamed Barnabas, which means the son of encouragement. He was from the tribe of Levi and came from the island of Cyprus. He sold the field that he owned and brought the money to the apostles. Acts 5 but there was a certain man named Ananias, who, with his wife, Sapphira, sold some property. He brought part of the money to the apostles, claiming it was the full amount. 
With his wife's consent he kept the rest. Then Peter said, Ananias, why have you let Satan fill your heart? You lied to the Holy Spirit, and you kept some of the money for yourself. The property was yours to sell or not sell, as you wished, and after selling it the money was also yours to give away. How could you do a thing like this? You weren't lying to us, but to God. As soon as Ananias heard these words, he fell to the floor and died. Everyone who heard about it was terrified. Then some young men got up, wrapped him in a sheet, and took him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, Was this the price you and your husband received for the land? Yes, she replied, that was the price. And Peter said, How could the two of you even think of conspiring to test the spirit of the Lord like this? The young men who buried your husband are just outside the door, and they will carry you out too. Instantly she fell to the floor dead. When the young men came in and saw she was dead, they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear gripped the entire church, and everyone else who heard what had happened. The apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers were meeting regularly at the temple in the area known as Solomon's Colonnade. But no one else dared join them, even though all the people had high regard for them. Yet more and more people believed and were brought to the Lord, crowds of both men and women. As a result of the apostles' work, sick people were brought out into the streets on beds and mats so that Peter's shadow might fall across them as he went by. The crowds came from the villages around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those possessed by evil spirits, and they were all healed. The high priest and his officials, who were Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in public jail. But an angel of the Lord came at night, opened the gates of the jail, and brought them out. Then he told them, Go to the temple and give the people this message of life. So at daybreak the apostles entered the temple, as they were told, and immediately began teaching. When the high priest and his officials arrived, they convened the high council, the full assembly of the elders of Israel. Then they sent for the apostles to be brought from jail for trial. But when the temple guards went to the jail, the men were gone. So they returned to the council and reported, The jail was securely locked, with guards standing outside. But when we opened the gates, no one was there. When the captain of the temple guard and the leading priests heard this, they were perplexed, wondering where it would all end. Then someone arrived with startling news. The men you put in jail are standing in the temple, teaching the people. The captain went with his temple guards and arrested the apostles, but without violence, for they were afraid the people would stone them. Then they brought the apostles before the high council, where the high priest confronted them. We gave you strict orders never again to teach in this man's name, he said. Instead, you have filled all Jerusalem with your teaching about him, and you want to make us responsible for his death. But Peter and the apostles replied, We must obey God rather than any human authority. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead after you killed him by hanging him on a cross. Then God put him in the place of honor at his right hand as prince and savior. He did this so the people of Israel would repent of their sins and be forgiven. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, who is given by God to those who obey him. 
But when they heard this, the high council was furious and decided to kill them. But one member, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, who was an expert in religious law and respected by all people, stood up and ordered that the men be sent outside the council chamber for a while. Then he said to his colleagues, Men of Israel, take care of what you are planning to do to these men. Some time ago there was that fellow Thutis who pretended to be someone great. About four hundred others joined him, but he was killed, and all his followers went their various ways. The whole movement came to nothing. After him, at the time of the census, there was Judas of Galilee. He got people to follow him, but he was killed too, and his followers were scattered. So my advice is, leave these men alone. Let them go. If they are planning on doing these things merely on their own, it will soon be overthrown. But if it is from God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You may even find yourselves fighting against God. The others accepted this advice. They called in the apostles and had them flogged. And they ordered them never again to speak in the name of Jesus, and they let them go. The apostles left the high council rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus. And every day in the temple and from house to house they continued to teach and preach this message. Jesus is the Messiah. Scripture reading by Emily Herrera. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll see a new structure.